0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Coach Horace and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy.
1: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day,
0: Yes, welcome on in to Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, your host, and joining me today, everyone's favorite, Lance Dahl, also known as
1: former intern Jaws host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, this morning I was listening to Locked on Auburn, as I always do every single morning, and I heard you tease the fact that I might be on the pod, and so I had to rush over here, and I was was so ready. I was so ready. I've not been on podcasts in a while. Obviously, I got to do one last week, but I'm just happy to be here, man. Sure.
0: So I guess you also heard the list. It was my list versus Charlie Fives' list, and based on your track record... I
1: assume that you like Charlie Five's list more than mine. You mean the best list ever made compared to your list?
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. I guess so.
1: Exactly. So, uh, let's see. You had Finley at seven, which I I, I I do have a couple of issues with. I do honestly like Charlie Five putting uh, Finley at six a little bit better. Oh, because that's such a big difference. And then I think the other thing that pushed it over the edge for me is... Uh, him having Dreshawn Miller at number one, and you have Tony, having Tony Fair at one, and I completely understand y'all's arguments. I'm Miller arguments. at two. I mean, I'm very high on Dreshawn Miller as well. But I think, I think I like Miller better at one, because I think he's going to be able to impact this team a, lo- a lot more than Fair will, even though I completely understand y'all's arguments. And I do love Tony Fair's size, and I love what he's going to bring to this defensive line. I think I said it a, a little bit uh, last year in December heading into the offseason. I felt like Auburn was undersized on mm-hmm. the defensive front just a little bit, and I really like what Fair's going to bring to this defensive line, but I I do really like Dreshawn Miller. Like you said, at that outside corner spot, I think that would really benefit Auburn, and like you said – that's that's tough for Jalen Simpson, who I'm also really, really high on. Whenever we did our Locked On poll, he was the guy that I submitted as my favorite Auburn player uh, on this team this season. Jalen Simpson was your favorite Auburn Tiger? That uh, was your answer? Yeah, because I really enjoy his Instagram lives and the Kentucky game. Every single time I go back and watch it and I see that hit that he laid out, I'm like, man, if we could get three years of this guy and let him develop, he could turn into something really special.
0: Yeah, I think he's very good, and I think he's kind of for some reason or another, has been a guy that people forget about, I wouldn't be shocked if they found a way to keep him on the field and it was somehow Pritchett that gets kind of cut out here. But also, like, I mean, honestly, I'm personally, me, I'm higher on Pritchett than I am on Simpson, but the previous coaching staff really liked Simpson. You kind of wonder how he conducts himself at practice and if that's something the Harson's going to like as well.
1: If... Nehemiah Pritchett did not have that interception. Would we would we think at all about him heading into this offseason? His PFF stuff is pretty good. I mean, he's pretty good in
0: coverage. He's very physical. I think he does good bump-and-run stuff, which Kevin Steele did a ton of. We'll see how much bump-and-run Derek Mason does. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Pritchett was a really good number 2 corner for Auburn last year. And Auburn kind of had, a, you know, what, four or five different guys start at corner last season. But i I think I like Pritchett more than Simpson, but Simpson did win the job last year and started against Kentucky before he got hurt. That is something that we we, we need to keep mentioning. Over and over again until we see the first depth chart. So something else that I had an issue with is you had Ecuoliota. And for full context, uh, be sure to check out yesterday's show with Charlie Five, where we go through these lists. We also talk about Finley, and you and I'll talk about Finley, I'm sure as well. But that is what we're talking about currently. Right. right. Yeah. You're essentially reviewing yesterday's show and nitpicking it.
1: E- Ecuoliota, the Northwestern transfer at number four. He and I were very way off. We were way yeah. off on Ecuoliota. Yeah. Charlie had him at number seven. You had him at number four. This is what I'll say about Leota, and this is something that Noah and I were talking about on the line just a couple of weeks ago, is the last time Auburn had a legitimate Big Ten prospect transfer to their program that was playing defense. Do you remember who that was? He was from Michigan. It was T.J. Neal. Do I think we've who? had one since then. But legitimate. This guy got drafted. But legitimate. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. Legit- Auburn fans were so hype about T.J. Neal whenever he came into the program that we, we had so many expectations, and then he, he did almost nothing for that program. I believe it was in 2014. I might be wrong. You might be right on the Michigan thing. I might be just saying something stupid. My, my, but my point being is, Leota didn't necessarily have a lot of production last season, nor did he the year before. And the times that he got on the field this year, I don't think genuinely, after going back and watching him and just looking at his statistics, it was... Blake Countess. Blake Countess. Okay. That's not... Mm. I would argue that T.J. Neal was a bigger deal, but that's, that's a discussion for another you are day. You were way wrong on that. I, that's a, that. That's a debate for another day. Okay. Anyway. Got it. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Leota. I don't think Northwestern cranks out the best players in the world. We saw what they did in the draft this season, but the, for a guy to be that unproductive... How can you say that? They, like, whooped us. I'm just saying. 1-v-1. I think Auburn in the SEC... I don't think Leota's going to be able to dominate, so to speak, even though statistically he wasn't impressive at Northwestern. Yeah, it's just my opinion. I just don't think he's going to be one of those guys.
0: I think his niche and his situation is what, he, for as far as what he's going to be able to carve out, is going to be advantageous. And I think he get three years of it because I don't know if he's a leave early guy.
1: I can, I can see that. I can, I can. Do you think he that. gets
0: five sacks next year? No. Okay.
1: Yeah. Then, then I wouldn't be high on him either. If I. If I didn't think he was going to get five sacks. After seeing last year's defensive line, though, I, I have a really hard time saying I see any of these guys getting more than five sacks. Because I think our I think our leader had like four and a half. I'd have to go look, but it's uh, that's probably true. It's not it's not a good look for the defensive line right now. And I think as far as depth goes, and getting other guys that that are transferring in that could be potentially pass rushers as well. I just think Leota will not necessarily get lost in the mix, but he'll be that number 2 guy.
0: I really think if Leota would have been the most recent guy and not the first guy to transfer, we would be talking
1: about him differently. I firmly believe that. I can see that. I can see that Auburn Auburn fans tend to go after the shiny new toy and they tend to talk about that more. And it's not just Auburn fans. And I, I mean just pe- people
0: in general do that and that's okay that's fine but i think if echolioda would have participated in spring i think that would have been one thing and then obviously you know it's just going to be forever until we actually see him be productive compared to the time where he announced. So I I just think that is a huge part of it. I want to hear more of your thoughts in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Lucy mentioned these guys earlier in the week, but Lucy nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck researchers Uh, They developed for like over three years to be made for people, not patients. And Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, so it's simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Also, I have to give this uh, disclaimer that this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy lozenges and gums are approved by the FSA and HSA eligible so you can uh, spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked On College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked College You get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That is lucy.co. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, and they've got a special running right now on birthday cake. Do you like birthday cake, Jaws? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's delicious. What if I told you that something that tastes like cake could be good for you? Really? Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Really it really does. It's not. It's not. Go to builtbar.com and check all of this out right now. They're all high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, it's delicious. So, builtbar.com use promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 1 5, LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That is at builtbar.com. Lance, what other issues do you have with my list
1: because you have no issues apparently with Charlie Five's list? Honestly, I think that's about it. I, I really enjoy Charlie Five's list. Every single time he puts one out, it's just gold. What's up with that? And you know, you why are you why do you love him so much? I it's because you see me every day, and
0: you only see him every now and then. Is that it? I think that's probably
1: it. It's Unbelievable. Probably something about that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Sometimes you just get again. There's nothing wrong with your list. It's just you always get beat out by just an incredible list. He's just really good at making tier lists. It's just the way it is. <sighs> All right, that's fine. Whatever. I'm sorry. Um,
0: what what do you think of TJ Finley's decision to come to Auburn? Did you watch his video, Charlie Five and I didn't really talk about his video that he tweeted out. I thought it was a little interesting. He tweeted out a video. He I didn't. Did. I didn't even see it. Um, yeah, it was like a, a big wide shot of like somewhere in New Orleans, and then they had a shot of like LSU, and then randomly there's like a box of crawfish that's like being dumped into another box. And then it's, like, him and his family in front of, like, the video screen. And it's,
1: like, War Eagle. Like, okay. 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 Did you hear what he also... I've seen two or three graphics made that that have another... That has a new TJ Finley quote on it. Outside of, if I'm going to commit to Auburn, I think I could at least compete for the job or beat Bo Nicks out. He said... It's not like I, it ain't like I'm going there to, to, to get beat out. Like he said recently, like again, he said in another interview, it's like, I, I, it ain't like I'm going there to lose. So I love the mentality of it.
0: It still boils down to me. It's like, what was he told by Harson and his staff? I'd love to
1: know. I would love to know as well. I also, like, I really appreciate that confidence and that, that, that attitude and that approach to the game. But at the same time, doesn't really seem like he's being much of a team player. It's just. It's kind of I an think it's back. rubbed some Auburn fans yeah. the wrong way. I think it's rubbed some people the wrong way, especially people who do really like Bo Nix. It's like, well, I'm going to come in here and I'm, I'm taking the starting job. Ain't like I'm going to lose it. And it's like, well, you're, you're going to compete against a guy who has been in this program for, for three years now, two full seasons. and it doesn't, it's, not, it's not like you just take that away. It's not like that just happens. Sure, yeah. I know a lot of people are really
0: enamored, and I guess I'll put myself in this category to some extent. Where it's like his SEC experience is valuable. It's like, oh, he started five games last year. And it's like, well, Bo Nix has started two seasons.
1: It's like there is a lot of value in that. The two games that Finley won were against Arkansas and South Carolina. The three games that he lost were against Alabama, Texas A&M, and Auburn. And he looked terrible in every single one of them. He beat South Carolina last year? He did beat South Carolina. Wonder what that feels like. Yeah.
0: Man, I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> the, Arkansas game was sh- the Arkansas game is where
1: Bo, like, spiked it backwards, right? Yeah, it's where it's where we should have lost. We should have lost. <laughs> Man, even though, th- here's the thing, though, is, like, oh a lot of Auburn gosh. fans panic about not, like, being able to get to six wins and getting to a bowl game. It's like, even if we lost that Arkansas game, and, like, let's say we lose one other, then we're sitting there at four wins, like teams like Kentucky and Ole Miss still made a bowl game. Ole Miss beat Indiana, who was ranked 11th at the time. So there would have been no worries about that. It would have just been it wouldn't have been Northwestern that would have beaten Auburn, it would have just been somebody else. Right. But as far as TJ Finley statistically against the teams that he played last season, he wasn't overly impressive and I know people are going to hype it up like, "Well, it's another SEC, it's a quarterback with starting SEC experience." And it's like, "Well, the the experience that he had doesn't look so good on paper." And when you go back and watch it, especially that Auburn game, Auburn fans know that way too well. He looked not he looked bad. There's no other way to put people it. People that I talk to, though, they point out, you know, he's got tools. It's
0: like when, when the NFL drafts quarterbacks that, like, didn't win a whole lot in college or, you know, their stats weren't great. It's like there's a reason that certain guys do garner attention. And it's like, this is a guy that Alabama wanted. I think that's something. I mean, if people are going to – and I say people as in, like, I guess – other fans of other teams that are trolling Auburn fans throughout this whole off season where it's like, you know, by Darius Knight and it's like, Oh, you got a guy that old miss wanted or a guy that like Mm -hmm. Memphis offered and things like that. It's like, okay. But all of a sudden, like Auburn gets a guy that Alabama wanted to come on campus and you don't hear anything about it. You hear about how bad he is. And like, that's not, we're not doing that.
1: We're either going all one way or all the other. You can't, you can't pick and choose here. So I'll ask you two questions. Number one, what does he bring to the table that Bo Nix doesn't? Um, well, for now, like Bo Nix can't start and be a backup. And Auburn needed a backup quarterback in
0: 2021. So that that is my initial answer. And right. as far as like what he brings to the table in 2021, I believe he brings depth, and I think he brings a true backup quarterback
1: situation. So and skill-wise, is there anything in particular that stands out?
0: I think his arm is stronger. I would agree. I don't think it's more accurate, but I think it's stronger. And... I mean, I, I think Bo Nix is actually more athletic than Finley. It's as far as the ability to move around in the pocket and and, and all of that. So, I uh, I don't know exactly from a skill standpoint what I would say. But as far as like traits and things like that, you look at his mechanics and you look at you know a, a higher release. You know, he he brings his arm back a little bit farther than you would like, kind of thing. But
1: just the, the natural size that he has, like you want that in your quarterback room just in case it clicks. Right, right. And as far as NFL potential, I agree with you. Like He's got the body for it. And so my second question to you is, there is there an NFL comp that you could give just off the top of your head? Because I've got somebody in mind. Mm. So
0: I'm going to base this more off the size than anything else, probably. And I think I know who you're going to say, so I'm going to let you say it.
1: I was going to say Ben Roth. Yeah, I was about to say Big Ben. Yep. yep. Very, very similar. I think as far as you like, said that on on the line, didn't you? I? Did say that? And yesterday maybe that's we why it's in my it.
0: in my head. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of like I don't know if he's still in the league or not, but like Cardell Jones. Like I think there's some similarities there, mm-hmm. as far as just bigger guy that can just throw it 80 yards downfield if you need him to, and like every now and then he may have a moment where you're just like, yes, I want to see more of that. Yep, yep. Um, so I- I'll say Cardale Jones. Now, Auburn doesn't have the guys that Cardale Jones had around him when they made their championship run and all of that, but uh, also a similar situation, got playing time because
1: guys in front of him got hurt. Right. So that's
0: that's kind of my thought process. There you go.
1: And I, I know this is going off the rails a little bit, but as far as quarterback comps go, for Demetrius Davis, somebody that I thought of yesterday, Tommy Armstrong Jr. from Nebraska just a couple of years ago. Do you remember that guy? Not really. You should go, no. back, go back and watch him play and then go watch Demetrius Davis highlights. They're the same height, same build, same number, and they look exactly it looks like a, fo- a running back throwing a football it's okay. the exact same thing okay it's the exact same thing and Tommy Armstrong wasn't necessarily impressive and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Nebraska team he was playing on stunk but mm. if D Davis could could kind of get into the system and play well I think he's another guy that definitely deserves a shot at that backup quarterback role you're listening to Locked
0: On Auburn Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag, the best place on the interwebs to uh to bet on all live sports. They've even got reality TV lines as well as an online casino. I think you can play cards as well. They've got everything at betonline.ag and the playoffs are exciting in the NHL and the NBA. Baseball's constantly happening as well. They've got all kinds of things for you to get in on the action. So, Head over to BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Part Of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: Lance Dahl, we got a few minutes left here. Um, you want to keep talking quarterbacks or real, you want to real quick? Yeah. I want to point out Blake Countess was drafted in 2016 and TJ Neal actually got to Auburn in 2016. Okay. So as far as like, did TJ Neal get drafted? No, TJ Neal did not. But I'm so. saying last time we had what appeared to be a legitimate Big Ten starter come into the program, and it was TJ Neal. I just want to, I wanted to. Clear no, I'm out. glad. I'm glad you set a timeline on that. I don't really remember TJ Neal's impact. He did, That that was the point is that he didn't. And so I'm saying with Leota, is like I don't necessarily see him panning out either. I'm just afraid.
0: TJ Neal is just like a big slow linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm thinking of the right guy.
1: Yep. He, um, he was he was really, really good in the Big Ten, really good for Illinois. But whenever he got to Auburn just did not pan out whatsoever. I don't think that's comparable. I'm just saying the, the, the circumstance is is somewhat similar. Just it's, because they're from the Big Ten, that's kind of what you're basing it on. Yeah, and my, my whole point being is that I don't know if Leota's going to be able to 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 take on SEC competition consistently, get those four or five sacks and be like second team all SEC because we've seen in the past players transfer into the program and not sustain that kind of success
0: yeah I don't think he's going to play enough at least year one I don't think he's going to play enough to be on any of these like lists or anything like that like I don't think he's going to be second team all SEC. dude
1: I don't think five sacks or six sacks gets you second team all sec does it no but I'm saying as far as like what TJ Neal did in the big 10 as far as like accolades like he was getting on lists and stuff like that I'm just saying they're not the same they're not they don't play the same position they play defense I'm just saying the circumstance it just, it's, we've seen it in the past. And I'm just saying with Leota, I don't see, I don't see him making an impact.
0: Well, let me ask big, you this then. Impact. So if the key point of that, that argument is they're from the Big Ten, what about other conferences? I mean, with, with the Big 12, I mean, has there been a big, big 12 conference guy that, that's come in? Because then I think you could say the same thing about Drayshawn Miller.
1: I'm just, saying, I'm just saying as far as Leota goes, just circumstance-wise. I'm just saying circumstance-wise. has nothing to do with the fact that he's from the Big Ten. Okay. I'm just saying circumstance-wise, they're from the same conference. One of them didn't pan out. I'm afraid another one's not going to pan out. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're from the Big Ten. It, it, they could be from, from any conference, Power Five or Group of Five, and I'd probably say, eh, if, if, I, if Auburn's been in this situation before with another defensive player, what is, what is this guy going to do especially since this guy statistically was nowhere near as impressive as that guy was at his respective position. I see. So it's just spe- speculation.
0: <laughs> no, well, it is speculation season. There's nothing wrong with that. I'd forgotten all about T.J. Neal. We should do that for, um, for uh, our, 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 a graphic. T.J. Neal or Eku e- Who has a better Auburn career, T.J. Neal or Eku Leota? Top 10 most forgotten Auburn football players. Gosh, that'd be a hard list to make because you'd forgotten all the players. Right, right.
1: That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Man, that's stupid. We oh, should
0: man. ask the Discord for that. Yeah, like, give us your top ten forgotten Auburn players. That'd be fun. We could reminisce over all of that. Players that had a lot of
1: production, but just nobody remembers whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Sadly, in like a decade, Ryan Davis will fall into that, and that yep. is a shame.
1: Yep. I, I already forget about him already. Just, Do you like, actually? Yes, actually. Like, legitimately. That, that th- makes that's me not sad. A joke. That's not a joke. I just... Every now and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, Ryan Davis was a thing. All-time Auburn receptions leader. What else did he do? Right. Eh. He was he was so good in, in, in his his – respectively, he was so good at what he did. But, you know, outside of that, he wasn't like a – he wasn't like a Seth Williams or like a Duke Williams or just a guy that was like – he didn't have anything necessarily outside of that or like size or like big-time moments. He was just consistent and he was just – we may have done a list for that this past off season. I'm
0: gonna have to go back and look because we did a lot of lists between Pappas and me. I think because I remember having this conversation, and the guy that I brought up was um, Terrell Zachary, mm. the, the 2010 wide receiver. Because everybody talks about Darvin Adams and, and Lutzenkirchen and, mm. and, and, and you know Michael Dyer and of course Cam Newton, but like T Zach never really gets brought up. But he made a couple of really clutch plays um over the course of that
1: season he was pretty productive very very fast yep 605 receiving yards in that 2010 season season not bad at all not bad at all yeah do you think Auburn is done getting transfers, or do you think there's one or two more? No, I think they could definitely go after one or two more, and it, the, the question then to ask is who are those guys, and I couldn't tell you, I just know that, that there are guys that Auburn will continue to find, because I didn't know by Darius Knight and was even a thing before I saw that sure. he committed to Auburn, so there will definitely be guys in the fold that Auburn picks up.
0: There's, there's a lot of buzz that Auburn is still going to get a big receiver, that, uh, that buzz it has been going strong for several weeks now and even with the news of all of this happening with you know guys getting like aubergine guys like marcus harris and and tj finley and all that that buzz is still kind of sticking around and so it kind of makes you wonder what could happen there
1: right right as far as that goes i don't i don't know if there's a guy on the portal that i would necessarily want like badly right now I've we've talked about the spring game and how the receivers just looked raw and undeveloped and how they just don't they didn't look they didn't look in sync and Auburn needs to bring in a guy that knows that just knows how to play the game that's just been in in college for a while and and has that experience but I don't know if there's a guy that has both both experience and production that Auburn could go after in the portal right now that I would be that I would look at and say okay yeah i would take him
0: yeah I'm kind of there with you and there's been talk about you know um a South Alabama receiver that that may be interested, um, you know, in response to a few weeks ago, with Charlie Five came on and was talking about Boise State's main receiver from last year. He had a really good year, to, you know, despite it being just a few game season that Boise played. And after that, people are like, "Why don't? Could it be him?" And it's like he's not in the portal yet, but like. Mm-hmm. It's still
1: weird to me that a lot of Boise people did not follow Harson here. Like that is still very odd to me. You mean players? Yes, because like he did have some guys come with him from that region on. On like as far as the coaching staff goes, but as the far coaching as po- staff
0: for sure, like his coworkers You're exactly or, or right. stuff. But
1: it, it is odd, like. All these former Auburn guys follow Gus. Like, why did any Boise guys follow Harson? DomiOs going to UCF. It's literally University of Central Auburn at this point. It sure That's what it is. But, and I think Auburn fans are going to pull for him. And I think I, I, I'm going to pull for him. I'd love to see UCF do well, but and that's weird to say considering what happened in 2017. But uh-huh. you know, it, it's I think you're exactly right. I, the fact that no, how, no Boise State players have come with Harson. Yeah, it's it's not shocking, but it's it's like mm, well why is there why isn't there anybody that would want to come play at Auburn you know uh, and I, I know this would sounds a little weird to say but Hank Bachmeyer, the quarterback heading into his junior season I'd rather him have him over a guy like T.J. Finley because Bachmeyer has shown in big games that he can play well like he beat Florida State to open the season just a couple of years ago yeah he may be able to beat out though That be that
0: that that's a different conversation. That would be fun, and and mainly because of system at that point, where it's like you know he he knows the the playbook. So that would be man, that would be a really good quarterback competition. That one I'd because like I don't think there's any chance Finley beats Bo. I just don't think Mm -hmm. there is. It's very very low. It's less than five percent. But if you bring in like a harsh and established quarterback, all of a sudden my mind
1: shifts a little bit on that no if you're bringing in a system and a quarterback that has played in that system for two years I have a really hard time seeing Bo Nix who a lot of Auburn fans are are disgruntled with at the moment you know I have a hard time seeing him take over I think the quarterback room
0: is filled though at this point
1: so yeah Lance where can people find you and hear you buddy they can follow me on Twitter at Daw Pound, and I'll be on the line on ESPN 1067 and on Fox Sports Central Alabama every weekday from two to four with Noah Gardner.
0: Yep. You guys do a fantastic job. I believe Pappas will be joining me on tomorrow's edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. We'll be the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network.